Good afternoon and good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with leading brands about what they are seeing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Gabriela Trujillo. He's the Vice President of Customer Marketing at Sally Beauty. How are you today? Doing well. Um, fantastic. Uh, great to be here. Great. Thank well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. I know we've spoken to you in the past, so looking forward to catching up. Um, first off, we'd like to start these interviews on a more personal level to uh, get to understand the people that uh, we're speaking with. So we'd uh, love to know a little bit about your position at Salad Beauty, kind of your history uh, and uh, in marketing, and then also maybe a fun fact about yourself, a passion you may have, jumping out of an airplane, 14 kids, something like that would be, be great to know. Nothing that exciting, Mark, but uh, but no, for sure. Uh, again, uh, great to be here. Um, so again, as you mentioned, I'm VP of Customer Marketing at Sally Beauty. Uh, I've been in mainly in the CRM space for uh, about 20 years now uh, at other uh, major retailers in, in the U.S. Um, customer marketing within Sally Beauty, I'll start there, uh, kind of includes CRM, as, as I mentioned, where my forte is. Uh, it also includes a loyalty team. It includes uh, customer analytics and includes research. Uh, so everything we can learn about our customer uh, basically mainly goes through my team and, and how do we react and, and cater to our customers' expectations through marketing uh, for Sally Beauty. And I should mention that Sally Beauty has kind of two major branches. There's Sally Beauty, which is our uh, B2C side of the business, probably the name that most of us uh, know and recognize. Uh, but we also have a B2B side of the business uh, under Beauty Systems Group, mainly known as Armstrong McCall or Cosmoprop, uh, where we cater to the professional stylist um, in the uh, hair, care, and, and color industry. Um, on a personal note, no jumping out of planes. I have two kids, uh, two boys, uh, high school age. Um, love to travel. I, I guess, you know, that's kind of my, my whenever I can get out and just travel, uh, the world. I don't do it enough, so don't think that I'm a world, uh, you know, traveler here. But I do enjoy it. Uh, and food and uh, coffee. I'm originally from Colombia, South America, so kind of coffee is in my DNA. Uh, so drinking coffee and trying new coffees and drinking coffee while I travel, I guess, would be uh, kind of uh, the best of both worlds. Okay, great. Um... For those uh, who don't know about Sally Beauty, and I know most people are quite familiar with Sally Beauty, uh, but for those not in the industry, can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do, how you do it, uh, what your audience is, what kind of products you serve? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Sally Beauty Holdings, uh, we're a global distributor of, of uh, professional uh, hair beauty products. Um, so think hair care, shampoos, conditions, and so on, and hair color. Um, everything from gray coverage to, to vivid. Uh, we have approximately 5,000 stores uh, in the U.S. and Canada uh, with others in Latin America um, and in Europe, a couple of different countries in Europe. Uh, and we have quite a, an extensive, you know, thousands of SKUs in the uh, consumer DIY do-it-yourself space as well as in the professional uh, stylist space. Um, we are basically the, the largest distributor in North America professional uh, hair product um, for the stylist. So, um, you know, kind of that main source of uh, convenient factor with our locations and, and a breadth of, of products for uh, professional to, to uh, end consumer. Okay. 
when you look at uh, partnerships, partnerships are a growing area of interest for, all, for brands, especially those with customer loyalty programs with privacy and some other concerns that are out there. Uh, you are doing some unique things in kind of a partnership arena. I know you recently partnered with DoorDash. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the DoorDash partnership and, and maybe more generally how you approach partnerships at Sally Beauty? Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, great partnership with DoorDash and, and obviously a, a lot of other uh, retailers and vendors for sure. Um, specifically in DoorDash, I mean, we're always listening and understanding where our customers' needs are and what are their expectations. Uh, I think uh, the world has changed, obviously, as we know, over the last couple of years with, with uh, COVID and the pandemic uh, and, and kind of keeping an eye and, and ear of what are those new expectations uh, and how those expectations continue evolving. Uh, one of the things we notice is, you know, speed and convenience. Rapid delivery uh, is something that our stylists um, required um, and our end consumer is expecting. Everybody's speeding up how they get their product to, to customers. And through DoorDash, we're now offering two-hour delivery uh, for both uh, stylists and for our end consumers. So you can get your um, stylist product, if you're a pro, uh, ahead of a, an appointment that you have with one of your customers to color their hair. And maybe there's an unexpected um, schedule or appointment. You know, two-hour delivery is fantastic. Uh, you can get that product in time for, for that uh, service. Uh, and then for our end consumer, of course, I mean, we've seen this service uh, grow and grow and continue to grow uh, tremendously. So uh, a big focus and an area that is an expectation and, and that we're delivering on for our customers. Um, like DoorDash, I mean, a lot of other uh, uh, things in the works, uh, a lot of technology partnerships, uh, especially in my area in CRM. We can't really you know, do CRM with a lot of, with, without, you know, a big uh, footprint of, of really advanced technology. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but Think of everything from AI partners to delivering omni-channel journeys to personalization. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, brewing and in the works and being delivered as we speak, um, but we can't do it alone. Um, obviously, partnerships are, are critical to, to continue to advance in, in the space. Especially with your product uh, offering and your large target market, right? You're the, the stylist, the home stylist, the people who may have kind of a, a chair within a, a certain entity. Getting that product in two hours is very important to them sometimes, correct? It's critical. It's critical. They're loving the, the, the service. They're, they're absorbing the, the service. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of their, we're, we're enabling their business. This is their livelihood. So, so kind of providing better services, quicker services, faster services, uh, easier you know, um, options for them is, is always uh, well-received. And it's, it's their expectation. And, and we're here to continue to evolve that, you know, that delivery on their expectation, for sure. Okay, great. Well, when you look at customer loyalty, uh, very important uh, to, uh, to you, to uh, many brands these days, uh, but understanding how brands define it is very important. Um, we always like to get uh, kind of a high level understanding or definition qualitatively of you know, how you define customer loyalty. So you know, how do you define customer loyalty to Sally Beauty and what, what does it mean to your organization? Um, I guess to, to me and to the organization, to my team, uh, it's, it's having that uh, growing relationship with your customer built on trust. Uh, uh, it's ensuring that, you know, you're there to provide product services that they need um, and that they know that you're striving to continue to improve that offer. Um, it, it's ensure that they find what they need at SBH, um, Sally Beauty Holdings, and that they feel that that trusted place to learn, be inspired, shop for their hair beauty needs. Um, 
again, I, I keep on saying the word trust, but I think that's, that's kind of core to it. Uh, it's being a trusted place uh, for our customers um, and continue to, to build on that trust and to show them that we're here to, you know, every piece of data that we capture, that we leverage, every marketing piece, every experience, every interaction is to turn it and transform it into an, a better service, a better offering for them and continue that relationship. It's, it's kind of, you know, expectations keep on climbing. Uh, delivery keeps on increasing, and, and it's kind of that endless cycle of continuing to build that relationship. Um, and I think the mecca is to get to a point where they recommend us, you know, if, if not just that they trust us for their own needs, but have them speak about us, have them share uh, their experiences with their friends, family, colleagues, other families. Um And it's, you know, that, that ever you know, evolving strive for, for continuing to improve that relationship. It's, it's kind of our way of working and part of our culture. Absolutely. And I think you mentioned emotional loyalty is an area that uh, many brands are interested in. We actually meet with a number of brands who have a working group on emotional loyalty. So getting them to advocate for you is, is uh, you know, kind of the Holy grail. And uh, it seems like the, those who do it well, they want to kind of increase that group as well, but that, that can be a big challenge as well. But that have them advocate for you to be kind of that frontline uh, kind of proselytizer is, is important. And uh, it sounds like you guys are doing some great things to get that uh, into play. 100%, 100%. That, that's kind of, I think, what everybody's striving for. It's, it's, it's kind of that, uh, you know, share and recommendation from our customers that that's we're, we're all striving for. Absolutely. Um, you know, what are two or three things uh, that you're most proud of regarding your customer loyalty, customer experience uh, efforts? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd say one, one that just sticks out to me is, is uh, simplicity of our uh, Sally Beauty Rewards loyalty program. Um, simplicity in the sense of, you know, you don't need a calculator to figure out how many points or what benefits you're going to get. Um, I mean, I think we're all part of dozens of loyalty programs uh, at some point, and I go to some retailer, not going to mention names, uh, and I have no idea how I'm getting points or discounts or benefits. I just show up and I get something, sometimes I don't get anything, and I'm trying to read through their uh, FAQs, and I'm pulling out my calculator to understand how does this even work, <laughs> and how do I get to the next year? Uh, we, we keep it simple. Uh, you know, when you have to pull a calculator out to, to figure out what you have, what you're getting, it's probably taking too much. The customer's not going to do that. So uh, I think we, we pride ourselves in just keeping it simple um, and, and ensuring that our customer understands our program. Obviously, there's always opportunity, always opportunity right. to better communicate it and improve upon that, but that's what we're striving for. Um, we're in a pretty good place. Always, again, opportunity to improve. It's never perfect, and we always have to strive to, to continue improving NPS, but uh, it kind of shows that, that our customers are willing to recommend us to somebody else, uh, which is great. Um, and then just, you know, metrics and, and how we get credit for what we do. Uh, right now we're in one of our highest, uh, if well, I should say the highest active base number, active base, we define it as transacted identifiable customer in the last 12 months, which is, is kind of a, a used metric across the board. And we're at our uh, peak active base in, in our brand history. So uh, it's, it's a good number to have, obviously continue you know, to, to, to keep track of that number and have that robust base is critical. Um, and in a non, you know, related to metrics aspect, I think one thing uh, that I, I would love to note is that recently we were um, 
noted as one of America's best loyalty programs by Newsweek. Uh, they did some work with Statista, uh, and it's based on customer reviews. It's not a, a writer or somebody saying, here's my top 10 loyalty programs. This was based on thousands of independent reviews by Statista uh, across industries, beauty, hospitality, restaurants, retail. Uh, I think uh, above 200 retailers were evaluated. We ranked 10 across all industries. Um, so we're, we're pretty proud of, of that. It's, 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 again, it's not, it's based on customer reviews. Uh, so there's a lot of things that are in indicating positive momentum, positive direction. We're very proud of it. Um, and I couldn't uh, end this without saying that it, this is not a one-man show. This, I mean, I would probably say the thing that I'm most proud of is my team uh, and the organization. Um, it is, it's, uh, it's passion. It's everybody striving for an improved experience to our customer. Um, so it's, I mean, the team that I have is, is uh, top-notch, probably world-class, I would say. So I'm very proud of, of the team behind making all this happen. Okay, perfect. Uh, are there any things that you would like to enhance or improve uh, with your customer loyalty program or your customer loyalty efforts? Um, I think, yeah, I've alluded that every metric that we have, even though good, it, it can always be improved. Uh, I mean, we're always striving to, to move faster, to, to listen to our customer even more carefully. Uh, you know, ongoing improvement of processes, technology, connecting technology. Uh, adding more technology, adding more predictive science. AI is a topic, you know, that, that we're, we're heavily in, but we're, we're striving to, to incorporate and integrate and, and uh, amplify uh, with everything we do in marketing. So uh, I think just improving processes, continuously improving processes, um, moving faster, uh, ever so, so much faster, reacting faster, not just reacting, but predicting better. Uh, always getting ahead of the curve uh, and understanding where your customer is going to go before before they know they're going to go there. Um, I, I know that's kind of a generic uh, probably reply, but uh, without getting into too many uh, uh, some things that are confidential, I, I think it's just process improvement and data evolution and research evolution, I think, are, are core. Now, it's interesting to hear that. We uh, actually have been working on a, a big metric study. We're going to release it later this fall at the conference. Uh, about 100 brands that uh, we've talked to, uh, kind of know what the metrics are. We're actually rolling out the quant piece now, but it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because metrics really don't exist. You have your program. If you are fortunate enough to work with a, you know, a reputable provider, they may have some other metrics as well. But cross-industry metrics, you're looking at KPIs, activation rate, and even how you define it. I think that was a very interesting study. There are a number of brands right now are going out and redefining uh, what active may be, what a lapsed customer may be, what uh, at risk customer may be, right? Uh, what, in, what engagement metrics do you have? So I think there is uh, a great deal of opportunity to kind of coalesce that across the industry. And uh, but it sounds like you know you guys have a great uh, grasp on it already, which is good. Yeah, and we're always revisiting metrics. I think you just hit on something. I mean, uh, the 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 age of like you know active is twelve months, lapsed is thirteen, whatever. You know. Uh, there may be variations to that, even for different focuses. I mean, I think you, you, you need some type of standard for reporting, but, but when you go to market, I mean, obviously it's, it's individual to the customer and, and the more granular you get it to that in unique experience, uh, there might be a different definition or way of looking at, at each cycle or term. So uh, I think that's a healthy exercise of revisiting uh, how you're reporting, measuring, understanding customers, because it's, it's an always evolving uh, um, landscape. 
emotional loyalty, you've touched on it a couple of times. You know, how do you define emotional loyalty? What does it mean to your brand? And how do you look to kind of build and grow that uh, within the Sally Beauty and also within the new loyalty program? Um, absolutely. I mean, emotional loyalty, I, I, you know, others toss around like share of heart. Uh, you know, it, it, there's, there's a, a couple of ways of looking at it, but um, it's it's not just, I guess, to me and to, to my team, we're looking at um, how do we drive loyalty that's not just based on, you know, or benefits that are not just based on a transaction, a discount, a coupon. You know, there has to be more to it than just I'm going to spend X to get this discount or this certificate or this coupon. Um, we are we have a, a couple of very interesting things in the plate that are coming up um, here pretty soon in the next couple of months. To really continue amplifying that and and really outside of having a easy to understand program and clear benefits, um, how do we start having benefits and experiences that are more emotional, experiential? Um, you know, gamification is a big topic that that we're discussing and working through, but how do you drive that connection that's more um, in tune with, with experience than just discounts or promotions? Um, so can't let too many details out on, on what exactly we're, we're and who we're partnering with, but what we're doing, but uh, yeah, it's, it's driving that emotional connection that's just not tied on a discount. Uh, and I think everybody, you know, you can get a discount anywhere, right? I can go onto any website, put in my email, I get a coupon. Uh, it's got to go a lot more uh, beyond that and and just really outside of what we stand for as a brand and the convenience and the product. um, It is just driving that uh, interaction that that is just more emotional in nature. Uh, And again, share of heart is kind of a toss. You know, I know I've heard that from other retailers, but it's it's something we're also discussing internally. Absolutely. And when you look at uh, share of heart, obviously having a, a good approach to personalization, making sure that it's relevant, timely, engaging is important as well. You know, what opportunity do you see for personalization? You mentioned AI, you mentioned uh, kind of maybe offer optimization in that regard. You know, what, 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 what opportunities do you see for personalization and how is technology going to influence the, the ability to personalize the benefits, communications, the rewards? Oh, personalization is probably the, the, the term that I, I use the most in my day today, and it's you know one of my uh, first, second, and third largest projects. I think uh, you know we're always evolving uh, customer journeys and, and marketing and and, and understanding uh, different paths uh, and just ensuring that our technology integrates all the possible channels that we can integrate. So it's not just about having a personalized email or site experience or SMS or direct mail or mobile phone. You name it. It's how does how does everything work together in store experience, you know, social, you name it, uh, and it's it's integrating and integrating and integrating, continue to integrate uh, and and ensuring that that whole everything that the customer sees through marketing is playing off each other or aligned to to provide a message um, and an experience to the customer. Uh, and the integration takes technology. I mean, technology is at the core of all of this. We couldn't do this without uh, you know. Key, uh, vendor partners and internal uh, amazing IT support. Um, it is connecting faster. It's evolving our technology. It's bringing on more AI and and evolving our internal data science team uh, to build more predictive models. So right now, I think technology is at the core of what we call personalization, and it's, it's right now we're in a journey to further integrate more and more marketing channels 
to deliver a cohesive experience. Um, it is a major, you know, endeavor and project uh, internally, and uh, we're excited on the progress we've made, and even more excited on the progress we know we're going to make in the next couple of months. So, it's and I don't think there's a, a finish line, to be honest. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, like you know, we're integrating these two channels, and these four channels, these six channels, and I think there's more and more uh, platforms and ways that our customer is absorbing uh, content and it's always continuing to integrate uh, new ways of communicating new channels into our, our ecosystem and making sure that it's flawless and it's all centralized and it's all looking at the same, you know, record of the customer. Um, so there's, I don't think there's going to be a finish line to personalization. It's just going to continue evolving. Okay, great. And when you look at uh, the customer evolution, customers are changing. We know that they're going COVID, they want to buy everything online. And now we see a great transition back or at least a growing transition back, you know, move resources from online to back to in-store. And uh, how can you do uh, enhance those experiences? You know, how do you feel your customers are changing? Obviously, you're adapting to it with the two-hour delivery for some of your stylists. You know, what challenges do you see in, in kind of listening to and understanding kind of the customers as they change? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, there's, there's multiple ways that the customer has evolved and continues evolving. I think one thing that I would probably, that I noticed for myself, for my friends, and also our customers is I feel they're more tech savvy. I think during COVID, a, a lot of folks, including myself, and, and I'm sure a lot of us have uh, started using services or tools that we probably didn't use before. I mean, um, rapid deliveries, you know, delivering your groceries, uh, you know, using apps and downloading apps um, for services that we may have not used before. So, uh, you know, whether it's rapid delivery or, or purchasing new products that we didn't purchase before, experimenting, you know, uh, you know I myself colored my hair blue uh, during COVID. I mean, it's kind of one of those spaces where you're at home and I, I, I want to get into my customer's shoes and I got a sapphire blo uh, blue uh, ion color product in my hair and it was quite the experience. And, uh, not going to share any pictures of that, but, um, you know, just kind of uh, testing new products, leveraging new technology. And I would say that through all this, getting more tech savvy uh, and increasing expectations and demands uh, are, are some things that we've seen from, from our customers. And, and again, also in my personal life, which is, again, going back to the two-hour delivery, critical key role. Uh, having, you know, better apps, better sites, better technology for our customers critical and foundational. So we, we've reacted and we are um, continuing to, to amplify and improve our online uh, digital shopping experiences and our services uh, to continue with that um, availability of our services wherever our customer wants to. So okay. I Absolutely. think that's one thing there. Well, it's great. It's great. Uh, definitely a great approach. Uh, and, and the last question we have, somewhat self-serving, is what can Loyalty360 do to help you and your team and your customer loads journey? I mean, I, I see Loyalty 360 as, as kind of just a space for us to do exactly what we're doing here, just share our experiences um, and learn from others. I mean, I, I read countless articles um, and listen to the, the interviews, and I think it's good to learn from each other. I mean, uh, as you said, there's, there's a lot of different retailers that define metrics different ways or doing different things and more innovative than others and just testing different uh approaches. I, I think this space and Loyalty 360 just allows us to, to learn from one another. Um, keeping that community going um, is very valuable and, and appreciated. Um, so I would just say keep up the great work and love it. Great. Well, Gabrielle, 
Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. It was uh, very interesting to hear what uh, you're working on at Salad Beauty and how you continue to put the customer first and looking forward to hearing more from uh, you in uh, next year. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, great to be here. Talk to you soon. Great. Thank you everyone for listening today. Make sure you join us back soon for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series. And have a wonderful day.